Trivita presents Healthy You with your host, Michael Ellison. Well, welcome to Healthy You. This is going to be a very uh, special time that we have together. Rarely have I had the opportunity in my lifetime to be able to announce such cutting-edge information, especially as it pertains to our health. Yes, your health, my health. And so today, I'm going to be spending time with you to talk about uh, information that is coming out from leading institutions like Harvard Medical School, National Institute of Health, World Health Organization, that is going to open up the door and the opportunity for us to look at health in a new way. I remember years ago when I had my own health crisis, and this particular time was when I went to Mayo Clinic for several months, and at the end of a long period of diagnosing what the issues were, here was the conclusion. Michael, you must change the way you think about health. Change I did. And that's really where the 10 essentials came into my own life that I've shared with you. It's now in my new book on the 10 habits of wellness because they are essential and they do lead to greater wellness. And now science continues to affirm and confirm that these are ways in which we can optimize our wellness. Well, what I'm going to share with you today is probably the most important news that you may hear concerning your health. Why? Because it is empowering to you in how you can make choices and decisions that literally will put you on the pathway to optimal wellness. So this most important news that you're going to hear is not news that you're going to hear probably from your doctor. Most doctors are not trained, we're not educated in the new science. You will not hear this from the pharmaceutical ads that you see on television or you hear on radio or however you get your news. But it is new and it is newsworthy and it is worthy of you spending this time with me to let me tell you about this. Now, to think that all three institutions are now proclaiming this and are in agreement of this latest news, I just find it to be incredibly exciting. Uh, World Health Organization says that chronic inflammatory-related diseases are the greatest health risk to humanity. Now, what does that mean? I, we're, we're human. All of us now know what our common and what our most important thing that we should focus on to optimize our wellness, and that is chronic inflammation. It's information that allows you to make choices that you can better manage inflammation and better, therefore, to affect your quality of life for the rest of your life. Yes, you can manage chronic inflammation. So what does Harvard Medical School say? Well, they came out with a 26-page document. I mean, this is just out. This 26-page document gives us an incredible overview related to what we need to know about 
the inflammation process. It gives us the understanding of when it goes into chronic and what all that that can mean to our health when we stay in that elevated uh, risk area of inflammation. They say that chronic inflammation process plays a central role in some of the most challenging diseases of our times, including rheumatoid arthritis, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and even Alzheimer's. You know, many of us have uh, either been raised or we have heard uh, family members, etc., say, I am just the way that I am, or I can't help it with the way the genes that I inherited. Well, we know that epigenetics, again, just in the last few years, we have understood so much from the research in regard to that we don't have static genes. We now have epigenetics. In other words, choice matters in regard to the trigger of the genes of whether we are either suppressing or whether we are inflaming them due to the genetic structure. This is really all good news. The reason why it's good news is because choice matters. You know, I've referred to it many times, and I'll refer to it again because it's been something that has been incredibly powerful in my own life, and that is the Scriptures. And from the very first page that you open in the Scriptures to the very last page of the Scriptures, it is choice matters all the way through. And it also says that when you make good choices, then you have a good outcome in life. Well, that's what science is telling us today in nutritional science and medical science is that the inflammatory process of the immune system, there's reasons why it moves into the chronic state. Now, hear me. This is not a program about disease, even though Harvard Medical, National Institute of Health, World Health Organization, they do relate it to the common diseases of today. But this program is not about disease. It is about the inflammatory process. And here is what National Institute of Health says about chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation is not a specific disease, but a mechanistic process. In other words, it's a process of your immune system that is going on that either is in acute, which we all should embrace, or it goes into chronic, and that's where we need to really understand and where we need to make choices to de-inflame ourselves. And you don't know what I mean about acute, because uh, if you sprained an ankle, and I would say the majority of us have either as you know kids, teenagers, uh, you know adults, uh, senior adults, uh, we've sprained an ankle. Well, what happens? Acute inflammation, and you better hope that you have that, begins to occur. The first thing happens, obviously you feel it, and then swelling occurs. There's a discoloring that happens over time. The pain, the hurt, well, their pain is there for a reason, and that is to send a signal to you to give it time to heal. So in the healing process of acute inflammation, and, and I'm not going to go into all the details about that today other than to say you recognize that as important for you to stay off of it, give it time to heal, 
and in the inflammatory process, it heals the injured tissue. Well, that's the acute side of it. But then there's also the chronic side of it. All over your body, that is what is going on in the inflammation process because when the body recognizes either tissue that is being damaged okay, or a pathogen that is occurring, well, if a pathogen comes into your body, your body, the immune system has to recognize it and say that's unwanted, whether that's an infection or whether that's bacterium. You know, it is going to recognize it and say, unwanted, undesired, okay, we're going to deal with it and we want to heal and restore. All very positive. But when it lingers, that is when these unfortunate, unhealthy, unwanted outcomes begin to happen. Here's the good news today. You have the power of choice and that you can learn that through targeted nutrition, through your diet, and yes, there are foods that promote inflammation and there are foods that we would recognize under the term as anti-inflammatory foods, that as you begin to embrace the choices of the foods that you eat, you will learn that it will have a powerful impact on your immune and on the inflammatory response. And yes, there is physical activity that is important to you in that whole healing process. And we're going to hear about this in the ongoing podcast of what Harvard is saying, not only what Harvard is saying, but other leading institutions, and also what great physicians are now recognizing as they have treated thousands of patients and they understand the difference between acute and inflammatory uh, process that turns chronic. What we know today is we know that Harvard Medical, World Health Organization, National Institute of Health are declaring today. Now, why do I make a big emphasis on this today? Because in 2006, it was in the month of April that Harvard Medical School put out a report, and this is what they said. They said there is mounting evidence, mounting evidence that chronic inflammation may be linked. You hear what I just said? May be linked to the common chronic inflammatory diseases that we recognize today. In 2012, now that's not that long ago, the National Institute of Health put out a report saying there is growing evidence that chronic inflammation may be associated with our most common diseases of today. Well, those are heart disease. Those are dementia. Those are Alzheimer's. I mean, we can just go down the line of what those common ones are today. And what they recognize today is that chronic inflammation is an underpinning related to that. Again, this is not about disease, and this is not about even the prevention of disease. This is about understanding inflammation, knowing that you have the power of choice in the foods that you eat, the targeted nutrition, the physical activity, and yes, get this, in the thoughts that you think. Now science confirms that when we think negative thoughts, 
thoughts of unforgiveness, thoughts of anger and thoughts of hatred and all those negative emotions that we will fe- that we feel because of let's say life circumstances they begin to change the chemical balance of our bodies and when the chemical balance of our bodies change our bodies begin to inflame and yes you know what i have shared with you from these institutions as it lingers and as it smolders and as it then creates what it creates the hotness and we get chronic inflammation manifesting itself in our body. So I am super excited about sharing this with you today so that you have a better understanding of the inflammatory process. Well, a couple things that we should know in regard to the inflammatory process that pathogens, obviously, they are going to be unwanted and that they are foreign to the body. Uh, generally, and this is what the dictionary says, is the pathogen is an agent of disease. It's out there in advance of it. And to the body, the body says we have to take care of a pathogen. The same way in which the body recognizes that when tissue has been you know, damaged or there's actually been an, in, an invasion right into the tissue, like when you step on a nail. I mean, I remember when I was a, a young man that uh, – I didn't realize how serious stepping on a rusty nail could be. Um, But I did, and my immune system um, was challenged dealing with that. Yes, I did heal, and thank God for uh, a a healthy immune system. But here's here's what I want to get across today, and that is that if we know what are the indicators of chronic inflammation from a clinical viewpoint – not from a disease, so those don't go there. From a clinical viewpoint, well, one of them, and oh, man, I don't know how else to say this, it just exposes one of, uh, <laughs> can I say it? Really, it's, it's, it's one of the, the biggest lies. That's one way of saying it. It could be, you know, it could be science that was really unconfirmed that we've been told, and that is that cholesterol when it flows through the body and is elevated through the arteries, and when we have plaque buildup, that that leads to cardiovascular disease and leads to heart attacks. Well, Harvard Medical just recently came out with this document of 26 pages on what you need to know about chronic inflammation. And in that document, they make this statement. 50% of the patients who have heart attacks have high cholesterol. 50% of them have low cholesterol. In science, we all know, whether that's in clinical studies, etc., we know there has to be a statistical advantage or significance. 50-50 is not a huge difference. In fact, it's exactly equal. What Harvard Medical comes out with in here is that, no, it isn't cholesterol that is really the most significant in related to your heart and your cardiovascular health. It is C-reactive protein. 
and I would like to just read briefly from that. So in Harvard's medical school document about inflammation, here's what they say. C-reactive protein testing for heart disease risk. Now I'm reading exactly. In recent decades, a blood test to assess levels of C-reactive protein, CRP, has been recognized as a potential measure of risk for heart disease. Scientists believe that the result of the process of damage and repair and inflammation in the linings of the arteries. The C-reactive protein test results may reflect the level of inflammation within the body and associated heart disease risk. I'm still reading. Even though the tests for cholesterol provide a lot of useful information, about half of heart attacks occur in people with normal cholesterol levels. Several studies have shown that among people with normal cholesterol numbers, those with increased CRP levels have a several-fold higher risk for heart problems. Additional research has shown CRP to be a better predictor of cardiovascular events, heart attacks, strokes, bypass surgery, and other inflammatory markers. Okay, that is a a pretty amazing document coming out from Harvard Medical School. Again, I share that with you because when we are looking at science and we're looking at clinical data, this is what we need to know about science. Science is evolving as we get understanding and science continues to reveal new things. That's the current science, and that's why the process of peer-review science is so important, because science evolves. There was a time in which the world, mankind, believed that the world was flat, but it eventually recognized it was not flat. Well, we used to think there were certain things in regard to cardiovascular events that were really important. It's all we understood. It's what science said. I mean, basically, and you're going to hear this later on uh, in our podcast in the future because we will go back into this whole history in which President Eisenhower in the 1950s had a heart attack and his personal physician said he had fat in the blood. It was from that moment in the 50s that we begin to change the way we think about health. We went to a low-fat diet, and a a high-carb diet. As a result of that, we have watched since the 50s the increase significantly in regard to obesity, in regard to dementia, and other related diseases because we bought into eating a refined-carb diet and a low-fat diet And no longer is that accepted as being the way in which we would look at our health and especially cardiovascular health. Oh, my word. I wish I could go on and on in regard to this whole document. It's 26 pages from Harvard. And I'll tell you what, you can go to Harvard Medical and You can buy this for $16, and it's called the Harvard Medical School Guide, Understanding Inflammation. 
And the reason why I'm saying this is because Harvard has uh, encouraged Trivita to be able to share this information. They want the information to get out, uh, obviously, to all of our members. And I'm telling you, you can get it right now and you can do a digital download. If you would like, here's what you do. You can also get it for free. If you will write to me, CEO at Trivita.com, say, I would like to have the understanding inflammation from the Harvard Medical School guide. I will send it to you. Now, I'll have that to you around the 1st of September is when we will have that document to you. There is so much good information that is in this document that will begin to align the choices that you make. Because it will talk about foods, but it'll also talk about other indicators that are important to you. Here's one of them. All right, you want to know another indicator? Step on the scale and then do your BMI. Okay, well, if you do your BMI, the body mass index, you're going to find out whether or not that you have moved into that plus 30. If you are, that's considered to be obesity. Obesity is a recognized inflammatory marker. So now you have two of them. You have C-reactive protein. That's one. And you can take that test. If you, if you haven't had that test, go to your physician, contact the Trivita Clinic of Integrative Medicine, ask for I want to do a C-reactive protein blood test. If you do that, I think that cost is around $14 for the actual test that you should be able to get the C-reactive protein test for. Now, of course, that will vary depending on physician. And, uh, but, but the point I'm trying to make is it's not that expensive and is absolutely crucial for you to know an inflammatory marker because it will tell you where you stand. If you are three or above, okay, you are elevated and you are at risk. Well, I'm happy to let you know that mine is 0.8, yes, less than one, and I give a lot of that credit to our product, Nobilea. So I want to insert here, uh, and I know you may say, well, you're used. No, I want to insert here something that just happened. We've been working on this for two years. Dr. Robert Sheeler, okay, he's MD. He was at Mayo Clinic Rochester for 21 years. He came to Scottsdale for various reasons, ended up at Trivita. We hired him, and he designed a study for Nobilea. Now, that study has been in roughly two years in the makings. We just received the documents from the study. That clinical study is a random, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. And the outcome of that study confirms again what the controlled study uh, confirmed, and that is that if you have elevated C-reactive protein, that Nopalea will help lower your C-reactive protein. Now, I'd encourage you also to look up foods, any foods that you can eat that will encourage a, a good, healthy C-reactive protein or a healthy inflammation for you is important for your health. Here's some of the good news in regard to the study for Nopalea. 
It showed that there was improvement for joint mobility. It showed improvement for neck and for the back in both the mobility and flexibility, and this was done through a range of motion, uh, which is a way of validating in actual measurements the improvement. All of that means greater quality of life because I, I, ha- I just have to do this as far as related to Harvard. <laughs> Harvard is coming out with so much great information right now, and it's Harvard Medical School, and what they're verifying is they're verifying that the 10 essentials of wellness that we've been talking about for 20 years really is the pathway to wellness. So talking about mobility, right? Well, walking is one of the greatest things that you can do, okay, if you are able to move. Well, if you have greater joint mobility, if you have greater, okay, flexibility in your neck and your back, you'll feel more stable. They just recently came out with another document, and this is a large document in regard to the benefits of walking. And here's how they promote it. So this is from Harvard Medical Publishing. Exercise can do more for your health than medications, exclamation point. What's the one prescription that can lower your risk for five major diseases with no side effects? Yes, walking. It's amazing, okay, what the benefits are in regard to quality of life when we can lower our inflammation, get ourselves moving. In fact, Dr. Thomas Frieden, he was the former director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Here's what he said. He said that uh, judging from research, it's a well-earned reputation. Walking can have a bigger impact on disease risk and various health conditions than just about any other remedy that's readily available to you. What's more, it's free and has practically no side effects. Well, you got that right. And uh, it is a wonderful thing. In fact, he went on to say, it's the closest thing we have to a wonder drug. Now, I didn't say that. Dr. Thomas Frieden did say that and obviously informed and knows uh, the benefits of physical activity. Today, I want to thank you for spending this time with me to talk about what our choices are and how we can be more informed in managing our inflammation. It's one of the greatest risks that we have, health risk to humanity, but it is also one of the greatest opportunities to optimize our wellness because we can make the choices that helps our body manage the pathogens, manage tissue repair, and to live with optimal wellness. Thank you for joining with me today. May you live with greater wellness. Thanks for listening to Healthy You. To learn more about our guest, check the episode notes to find books, products, and services mentioned in this episode. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.